This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. How is everybody doing? Let's get into it today. We are joined by the one, the only Miss Sarah McSweeney. Hello. Hi. I'm so happy to like put a face to the name. To a name after with all you. after all of yeah, our texts. Yeah, all of our texts. Exactly. You've been very patient with me and my like fucking flip-flopping. You're a very good texter. You get right back. I am. I'm, re- I'm like this. You're very unless quick. I, uh, unless you're a family member. <laughs> I get it. Trust me, I get it. Where, I'm like originally from Connecticut. So where in Connecticut are you right now? I'm at my parents' house taking a little visit um, in Newtown, Connecticut. Are you so happy to be out of the city? Yeah. You know, I usually love um, the summers in the city when it's just, but it's kind of a different vibe. I also have like a new baby, not a new baby. She's like 17 months old, but it just like, it's not the same. Also, there's a lot of shit going on in the city. It's just like way more tense right now. So, and it's also like a hundred degrees, you know? It's so weird here. It's like, there's just nobody here. It's so strange. Like I was in New Jersey over the weekend. I'm like, it's so busy, like Connecticut, New Jersey, the Hamptons, like everything is busy except New York City. I know. Well, actually I live in Brooklyn in East Williamsburg and it's really actually crowded. Like you don't really notice that anything's going on besides like everyone's being respectful of masks, but most things are open. But I went into the city for a few things like the last week. And I was like, wow, the vibe here, like you, that you feel it in Manhattan, you know, much more than weirdly Brooklyn. No, I mean, I have friends who live in Brooklyn who said the same thing. They're like, it's really busy in Brooklyn. I mean, that kind of makes sense to me. Like it kind of makes more sense. Yeah. I think people are less scared more. There's more community in Brooklyn. I think also a lot of Manhattan people left. So it's just less crowded because like there's more people that are there for work. And you're from Connecticut originally? Like you grew up in this house? I'm from, no, I grew up in Chelsea. Ah. And then when I was nine years old, my parents moved to Connecticut. And I lived in this house. Um, then at 16, I dropped out of high school because I'm so intelligent and moved back to the city and moved in with my sister and her baby daddy, who was her boyfriend at the time. How old was she when you were 16? Well, let's think. She's probably 22. Oh, wow. How was growing up in Chelsea? I, like, live in Chelsea now. I love my Chelsea. What? Yeah, I mean, we grew up on 24th and 8th Avenue. And, I mean, I loved, I went to St. Luke's. I loved St. Luke's going, like, it was awesome. It was really hard for me to move to Connecticut and then go into such a big public school. And I didn't really connect with the kids here for a long time. And I never got my driver's license. Because by the time I was supposed to, I left. I dropped out of high school. And I was really good in school. I just had kind of like an impulsive 
moment where I like tricked my guidance counselor into thinking that me getting hospitality experience at the restaurant La Esquina, because I got a summer job there, was more important than me finishing up high school. And he's co-signed it. Oh my God. So you worked at La Esquina, like? When it first opened up. Wow. In 2006. Yeah, I was a door girl. Because that was like the hot place when it first opened. Yeah, when it first opened, for sure. And I have actually like maintained like one of my good, good friends um, is from working there, you know? Like it was, it was definitely like a coming of age moment working at La Esquina as a door girl. I was like, wait, why am I going to school again? Right, you're like, this is so much I've already arrived. (laughs) Well, you probably see more there in a night than you would, you know, a whole year at school in Connecticut. Yeah, of course. And also, like, yeah, I was just ready to get out. And I did eventually have to quit because, I don't even know if my sister would like me telling this story, but I quit out of loyalty to my sister um, about eight months into me working there. And thankfully, like a month later, I got scouted for an Abercrombie and Fitch campaign. And that led to me starting with Maryland Model Management. And so like, that was a good thing. Otherwise I would just be, would have been like an unemployed, like a high schooler with no job, like hanging out on Spring Street. So it kind of all worked out for the best. Were you trying to be a model or? Well, no, I had been scouted when I was younger because even though we moved to Connecticut, we would be back and forth in the city a lot. Like, that's where we grew up. Our doctors were there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, And so I scouted when I was 13 and I didn't have really um, an interest. And also 13 is so young. And then I was scouted again at 16 and I was way too involved in like working at La Esquina. And then randomly this guy Ari Taylor who worked for Abercrombie and Fitch at the time and also at a mother agency he found me and booked me the Abercrombie and Fitch job which is what led to me getting a contract with Maryland Models. Wow so were your parents like freaking out when you quit school and were like I'm moving into New York City? I mean mine would have like literally I would be disowned well, I think at that point, my sister really worked them so well that they were like, just do what you want to do. Uh, they, they couldn't fight me. There was no fighting me on it, you know? Um, and I think a lot of people don't understand that, but I think they were trying to give me maybe the space they didn't give Leah to figure it out. Um, and maybe it was too much space. Maybe it was the perfect amount. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I felt, but I went back to high school Okay. in my twenties. Really? So I went to a state night school cause I knew I wouldn't get my GED because I'm not good at testing. Um, I had like growing up, like learning, dis- not learning disabilities, but I process slower. Right. And like I'd always need longer times on tests and like standardized testing really didn't work for me. I was an extremely hard worker. Um, and I loved school until I didn't, but I wanted to go to culinary school and it's crazy, but you can't do anything like that without a high school diploma. So I went back to night school and I got my high school diploma from the state of Connecticut. Um, and went to culinary school in 2010. Wow. So what'd you go there for? Like you wanted to be a chef? So yeah, I had been modeling. I was with Marilyn. 
as a new face, I did really well, um, really quickly. And it was, I never tried very hard. It just came naturally. I think I had two things that photographer, there's always girls that are going to be more beautiful, skinnier, all the shit. But I think also like being comfortable and coming into a casting and vibing with, especially when you're working with teenagers, a lot of times I would, I really got booked very quickly and I had like kind of a New York edge to me. And so it all came quite quick. And then I made it, you know, really good money for a teenager. And then I think it was 2009, the recession hit and a little bit of work slowed down. And I thought, well, I loved, I always loved cooking. I cooked with my mom when I was a kid and stuff. And I always, and I love restaurants and hospitality that has always been a passion of mine. And so I decided, fuck it, I'm going to go to the French Culinary Institute and keep modeling during the day. So I went to their night program. Wow. Did you like being a model? You know what? I love getting on set and working with the right crew. And especially, but especially when it's like more of a creative or like I, I feel the vibe, you know? But also I was kind of one of those people who I could cross over to like, from high fashion to commercial very easily. So very quickly I decided that like I wanted to make money over being cool. And so some of that stuff is really boring, you know, when you're just doing commercial shit and then e-commerce and stuff like that. Yeah. I had a psychic once tell I never really thought I thought it was always very silly modeling. And so I just thought whenever I booked a job, like this is great, but I didn't take it seriously. And I didn't take it to the probably a level that I could have because of just my lack of care. Interesting. You know, I like didn't really, I didn't really give a fuck about fashion either. I'm kind of like a hippie. Like I'm not really a hippie. I'm like a modern day hippie, but like, but I got a good run. I mean, I had it, uh, I was with Marilyn and then I was with New York models up until I got pregnant. So wow. and a lot of girls don't, um, the sad thing about the fashion world is that a lot of girls don't actually make money off of it and they sit on boards waiting and they end up getting a lot of debt for themselves from right. the city. So it was just easier for me to navigate. But I, I lived in London for a year modeling. I, li- I had a Milan experience and then I traveled to other, but I never did the Asia thing. Did you have like model issues of like, I can't eat, I need to be perfect, I'm not good enough, like all those issues? No, I had like the opposite. Like, well, I've always been pretty naturally thin. So weirdly, I probably could be diagnosed anything under the sun, but I don't have an eating disorder. So one thing, people, people don't believe that because skinny people, they have to assume that you have an eating disorder to be skinny um but that was the one thing but there was definitely pressure like I hated going into agencies because you just knew once you went into an age when when you would go into your agency you would know that they'd be like they look you up and down like oh you look good but like like ask any model going into your agency digitals is like, like you will try to put it off for like, it's just, I don't think there's any model that's like, oh, I can't wait to go see my agent and do digitals. It's just the worst. 
I can't explain it. It's just because you know all the bookers are literally sizing you up and down. Wow. Uh, but the modeling industry right now, too, is totally different. I was on, like, the tail end of, like, before social media, when you actually carried a portfolio, when models really only came in one size. Um, and so I do think that that's great that it's much more open now. Right. That makes sense. What yeah. was it like living with Leah? Like once you moved to the city and we're looking at that when she was 22 with her baby daddy and you were 16. Like, yeah, it was you- like crazy. We were wild. We were chaotic, but we had the loyalty to each other. Um, we're like a ride or die family. So like, I mean, we beat the shit out of each other when we were like teenagers and shit. But then if like someone were to talk about badly about my sister, like watch yourself. I can talk about my sister, but you don't talk about my sister. Um, and I think my boyfriends over the years realized that. If I would talk shit and then all of them would be like, yeah. And I'd be like, what did you just say? And they're like, well, you just said it. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, it's like normal family stuff. Like, totally. You could say what you want, but someone else But yeah, my can't. sister was awesome. Can't, no. And I think, you know, my sister was creating mob at the time and, and it was a great, it was actually a great fucking time. It was super fucking fun until it wasn't. That makes sense. You and know? you did some modeling for Married to the Mob too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was always down to do mob stuff for Leah. Were you involved in 2010 when Leah was on Millionaire Matchmaker? I can't remember if you were on that with her. No, no, no. I just heard about it. I know I wasn't on it, but I like, I, I thought she did fucking uh, phenomenal. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. You're like, go for it. Go for it. Did you watch, like, before this, before Real Housewives of New York, like, are you a reality TV person or you've, like, never seen anything? No, no, no. So I used to be probably, like, more in 2000. I don't know. Like, can you? Yeah. Okay. 2010, I was super into, I loved OC, the original. Like, Joe. Like there was one scene of Joe drinking this like fish bowl and she's like about keeps fighting with Slade and she's just getting drunker and drunker and making no sense while trying to have this fight. And the drink is like, it literally is the size of like a giant punch bowl. And like, it's, they were, I just love the OC. I just, vintage I OC so is great. Oh my God, Vintage OC. I haven't watched OC. And then the only time I hadn't gotten into Bravo for like maybe four or five years because I was kind of a gypsy. I didn't have a TV. I wasn't into like watching TV for a while. But when I was pregnant, the last month of my pregnancy, I had so much anxiety and I couldn't not think about being pregnant and that I was about to give birth. And so I went from season one the whatever last season of Jersey and it actually saved my mental health in a weird way because it was just like I didn't think about me I was just like talking at the tv like oh my god yeah like you know and I made like Russell got into it and then like guilty pleasure because obviously that ran out and I was still pregnant then I got into below deck and I love below deck fucking amazing it's a great show to love yeah what's her like 
the bitchy one, but I don't think she's a bitch. She's fucking funny. Kate. Kate, Kate Chastain, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think she's hysterical. She fucks with the guys so badly. Like, she's smart, and they don't like that. She's actually efficient at her job. She's a, she knows what she's doing. And some of these new crew members come to get on the show, probably. And she schools them. And I love it. I love it. Have, okay. you ever, have you ever met her or anyone from Below Deck? No, 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 no. What about from Jersey? Who, who's your favorite from watching Jersey? Um, well, I thought it was really beautiful, even though that's a really weird word. But, like, I felt like it was also reminding me I have a lot of family in Jersey, so I really understand Jersey has a lot of family members involved in the, the, you know, like the Melissa, yeah. the Teresa. And so I really love the progression because since I watched it all in one full shot fragment, that Teresa went from like, every, like, and she was fucking crazy, right? But then she kind of came out the other side, like as this kind of hero. And I was like, good for her because she was getting like blasted, like by everyone. I'm, I feel like I'm going to get in trouble for talking. But like you know who I hate? Who? Like the okay, hate's a strong word, but the family that I just am just not down with. Who? The man goes. I just think some they're on some self-righteous shit. Like they got involved with like, you know, blah blah blah. They act like, you know, we're thicker than blood's thicker than the I don't even know what the saying is. And they're just to me, like Teresa was giving the drum, you know, and everyone was like without Teresa, what would that show have been? Yeah, and she also and she also has these four beautiful daughters that like you see her like dealing with her personal life, and then you see her like mothering. And I always thought that, like I liked how she mothered, and she, like I liked that she was open with her kids. And also, whatever I don't know the deal with, but she went through a hardship and she came out the other side. And and I don't I haven't watched the new season, so I don't know if it's flipped or flopped, but where I left it in 2019, right before the baby, she was on top and I was happy. Teresa, yeah, I mean, she's still pretty much on top. She's come far. Yeah. So you never watched New York, Real Housewives of New York before Leah was cast on it? Well, no, I watched like sections of it, like maybe in the beginning, the first season, like, when I like have vague memories of like when Bethany was um a holistic chef and she was like dating that like bald guy. Yeah. And Dennis. Do you remember what I'm yeah. talking about? Oh yeah. No, 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 not Dennis. Not Dennis. It was in the first season. It was I don't know, some like annoying guy huh. that she was much better than and he was like quiet. And and then, like, there were a few moments, like, I always liked watching Sonia be wasted, like, spirit animal. Totally. Um, but I never got, like, I guess as, or it's been so long since I watched it. And I actually, t- to be honest, don't watch it right now because it gives me a little bit of anxiety. I only, like, Leah will, like, I will just kind of skip to my part to see how but like like and then i mean whatever i support but it's a little bit more now anxiety ridden yeah like i guess to your point like if you see people coming after leah 
you're not there, you probably don't want to watch it. Yeah. Well, it, ma- it makes me, like, really fucking angry, you know? Like, there's a lot of stuff wrong with us, but we're not fucking judgmental and we're honest. So I think with those two things, you, it's really hard to point fingers. And I think, like, the delusion of some of those cast members is, like, fucking deep. Like, I also work as, like, a crisis counselor with a lot of mental health. I'm very a big advocate for mental health and stuff. Um, I don't know how I'm crossing mental health over, but, like, I mean, some mental health relates. To, it's interesting because it's kind of, like, human nature in, like, a Petri dish, kind of, like, the mind. Um and seeing people put into this, these situations and how people react, but yeah. Who do you think is the most delusional? I mean, I, I didn't get to know the women that well because half of them didn't speak to me on the Rhode Island trip. Um, and so I don't feel like I got like a great sense of who they really are because we were, because I was coming in as Le- Leah's little sister and I think there's always an aspect of competition. So I think if I met one of them in, a social setting that wasn't, I would maybe have a different idea. Um, I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. I do think that Ramona is like, I mean, I just can't even believe like, she's shocking. She's shocking to me at her like lack of self-awareness. And it was a little like for me sad with the Sonia thing because I always really liked Sonia just from afar and kind of feel like she's like a one trick pony, you know? Like she gets drunk really, she's funny when she's drunk, maybe almost less now, but, or maybe she's still as funny. I just don't like her as much. Um, I like Dorinda. I think she's a straight shooter, you know? And even if she said she comes off mean, I feel like at some of her mean, sometimes being mean is telling the truth, you know? But yeah. the thing is, unfortunately, she likes to tell the truth a lot while maybe drinking, which I am also guilty of. And so I know that sometimes it's not your place to tell the truth what's wrong with someone or whatever, you know? But did you think when booze like, is involved, it's different? Alcohol has, I mean, that's the thing about New York. Like the New York cast drinks more than any other, but I think that's New York. Like we drink here for the most part. 
I think so too. I think most people drink like that. I think New Yorkers, we live in a city that's so stimulating that we do find that it's more of a normal thing. And I think wellness is probably a harder thing to find or doesn't come into our busy schedules as easily as when you live in Ocean, uh, OC or Beverly Hills or this or that, you know? Right. Or hardcore. Yeah, like everyone always asks me, like, what franchise is my favorite? And I'm like, New York, because that's what I relate to, because it's like the lifestyle that I lead. Like, it's just what I know. Totally. Totally. Like, it's not, so. this is what we do. We go out here, like, every night. That's just life for the most part. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, it's different with the pandemic, but yeah, totally. Right. Like, did you think, what did you think when Leah, like, how was Leah cast? I don't know if I'm supposed to comment. Mm. I don't know what Leah said out there, but whatever Leah said is true. Um, I think she was, you know, there's a list of people that get casted or... Like shortlisted. Or the wives put people, their friends they think would be good, uh, blah, blah, blah. Totally. Uh, and Bethany put her name, had a connection with a facialist. And also her Leah podcast of her talking about her husband. And Bethany put her up, but I, I, they had no friends. They didn't know each other. Did you ever meet Bethany? No. Did you like Bethany just from watching the show, like way back in the day? Way back. I think by the end, it was, um, you know, just like, She's got like good little one-liners, but it's again like I don't know, it was uh, something not really authentic by the end. And I think it was fucking dope to watch her like build an empire, and that's and but I think she also like really kind of like would rub the women kind of noses in it at like really kind of shit times, right. you know? Yeah. Um. And. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not like I. I don't. I'm not like a fan. I mean, I'm. Not, I'm not really. I'm not like a fan of actually like just anyone in general. I've never been like that. Like with any. Like the only person I've ever like fanned out about was the guy that owned the brothel, the Bunny Ranch. What's his name? Fucking, he died. Dennis. Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Or not really. Not all right. Not well, really. It's a whole nother thing. It's another reality show that's. Uh, was I think a series on HBO, HBO called The Bunny Ranch, and okay. it was like this brothel that he ran, a legal one in Nevada. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, you're just not that fangirl type. Well, I just no, I totally enjoy fucking people's performances and art and stuff, but not to the point where I'm like, you know, right. oh my god, no, actually that's untrue. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with Rosie O'Donnell so hard that I made a life-size paper mache Rosie O'Donnell thing, to, and I wanted to go to her show. And the, even the security guard, you pull tickets at the lottery, he really wanted me to get it. Like, you could tell. I'm like a little girl. Leah was waiting in line with me. We're like in, you know, like we're at NBC, like that, that studio, yeah. like by Rockefeller Center. And... You could tell the security guard was like, oh, come on. Like trying to help And you. I didn't get the number. And I waited outside with the paper mache. Yeah, and I waited outside with the paper mache thing. And full circle, like, Leah's trainer, Martin, who's actually on the show, um, yeah. 
had a friend and Rosie O'Donnell during a time in my life where I was having a really hard time and I was living out in LA wrote me like sent me a video like an inspo video and was like I heard about the paper mache doll and I hope you're doing well we're all figuring it was so sweet like it went full circle from like when I was eight like I was 27 getting a video so I'm lying I did I fan of Rosie that's like that's that's like a random but you know that's a good one yeah so random what did you think, like, or like your parents when Leah's like, oh, I'm going to be on this show? Like, were you guys like, oh my God, like reality TV, what? No, I was like, Leah, you were made for this. Like, you're not going to flinch. And she is. She's great at it. I hope I'm not fucking spilling too much tea and get her in trouble. No, I mean, because she is great at it. It's kind of like what you said, you know, like she comes across as really authentic to like the viewer. And so that's, I think, the problem, just me personally, with, like, a lot of reality TV, like, people who have been on it for a long time, like, you become so aware of your job that you now become, like, a caricature of yourself, right? And totally, it's and not, she's not. Right, like, she's, Like, she when she went psycho in Rhode Island, like, which was kind of all about me, but not, um, like, and... People were like, I have never seen, have you ever seen anyone act that way? I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, that was fucking hysterical. Like, oh my God. Like, I, it was like mind blowing that that was the issue when like these women are like fighting about like cabarets and, and they're going nuts about the fish room. Like, at least she was entertaining. I mean, she's twerking. Like, I knew exactly where she was. We we're like kind of spirit animals in that sense. Um, like we grew up in New York in like a wild time. Like that's not something like wiling out. You you just didn't have the right audience, Leah, that night. You know, know yeah. your audience in terms of who you're around. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I'm like, you know? we all have that night where we just get drunk. Like I don't. It's not that big a deal. And, and also, like, just wild the fuck out. She was being fucking funny. Seriously. Like. When she's drunk, she still kind of makes sense in a weird, abstract way. And, like, if someone were telling me, like, my family member couldn't be, who was on their way, couldn't come, I would be like, what? Like, I would kind of Yeah, like, back too. and forth. And also just, like, the etiquette thing. It's like, oh, my God, stop. Like, I have more etiquette in my fucking pinky than all of you bitches. Just chill. Like, manners. Like, you guys don't have any manners. I was a new mom. I was not fighting with any of you. You know, I was actually a little bit traumatized from that. I was also six months postpartum and I really thought that we were going to, but this is my own like spirit. Um, like I was like, oh my God, we'll be like on the beach and like, we'll be like, maybe it'll be a bonfire. We'll be like howling at the moon and they'll give me like great mom advice. And, and it was like, <laughs> so opposite that I was like oh my god I have like people my mom's age like being mean to me and I'm not fighting with people my mom's age like imagine me fighting with my mom's friend I would never like I have respect you know but I was kind of shocked that it just kept continuing that there was no actual um truce or just like hey I know like we were fighting like blah 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 (laughs) Um, that is Bob, our neighbor. Hi, Bob. Yes, he takes care of the pool. Well, and, I can but hear also birds. Also, a family friend. I can hear your birds. birds. Yeah. 
Um, were you were you more shocked like when you were there and all this was happening, or when you actually sat at home? I mean, if you did watch when your parts. Um. Well, I was kind of shocked. Like, I wasn't really that. Nothing shocks me like too much. I think it was actually more like the ride home where I was like, oh, what just happened? Like, also, like, that was my first 24 hours away from my baby. Like, my boob, I'm still lactating. Like, I thought, like, the women would have a little bit of a more kinder, like, regardless of whatever my sister did the other night, like, as if, like, ripping flowers is, like, the craziest thing they've ever fucking seen, like... Oh my God, my sister's a dancer. She likes to twerk. Like, I don't know. I just, it was just really weird. Um, and at that time, like me and Elise are like closer now. Um, but I didn't really like, besides Tinsley, I fucking love Tinsley. And I have mutual friends with Tinsley before the show. Um, and I think she's a sweetheart and like super funny in her own, not even meaning to be funny in a sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, oh my God, don't you guys have daughters my age? And I and when I came to the table, I really like laid down the cards of like, I just stopped breastfeeding, it's been emotional, blah, blah, blah. And they were like kind of holding it together at lunch, trying to like and then dinner, I mean, oh, they call me a weird demon. Which I'm like, I am weird. Like that's a compliment to me and a demon thing. It's like I can be demon like, but that's, I am a weird demon. I was going to say, like, I don't know. I think I'd be okay if someone called me a weird demon. Yeah, no, I mean, it was like kind of a compliment coming Kinda. from them at that time. Like, yeah. Who gave but you the cold shoulder more, Ramona or Sonia? Both of them. Ramona, uh, Ramona tried at lunch, like, but she was also like, get your sister under control. And I'm like, have you met my sister? Like, I'm not here to, like, police her. And Sonia just didn't say hi to me. She just pretends that I wasn't there. Wow. Which is pretty fucking rude. Not speaking to someone or talking Talk about to about etiquette. Them. Yeah, I mean, I didn't do anything to them, you know? But I think also, you know, there's just a very big age difference in the group right now. But I would, would have thought they would have been maternal a little bit. Um, oh, my God, it's your first 24, you know, hours away from your baby. Like, blah, blah, blah. The most maternal person was Tinsley. And they're always giving her shit about not having a baby. But you know what? Having a baby doesn't make you maternal. That's the truth. So. How was Luann? Like, she was nice to me. You know, she was, like, very Luann. She taught, you know, she chatted with me. Um, you have to realize I'm coming on, like, an all-cast trip where they're not used to, like, people showing up and they've also been doing this for a long time, you know? So they're like, welcome to the ride, sweetie. Yeah. And I can like, I'm, I'm pretty adaptable. So I was pretty, it was really actually just like the aftermath for me personally. Um, yeah. Cause like they're always talking about like anti-bullying, like women empowerment, all of this stuff. And like, I like felt I actually went to a healer after it, which really? didn't really like I I'm also one of those people who's just like find me a healer, but like I really felt like like it was like I would have went I would have gotten drunk like my sister too the night before if I was dealing with that energy. It's a lot. 
a lot, you know. I think Dorinda was a good friend of my sister, and I, that made me happy, like watching that part. But yeah, it's hard for me to watch these women say rude shit about my sister. But that's a part of the show, so I don't want to like, you know. Do you think it's like the age difference, or is it also like you know, like the New York Housewives, like other than Bethany season one, has really been, you know, like for people who aren't from New York. It's almost like, well, this is Leah. Like, there's other parts to New York than the Upper East Side and 10 blocks. Yeah, but I think also, like, how, like, tone deaf? Like, how do you live in New York City and not know some of this stuff? Like, like, come on. Like, even even if you live on the Upper East Side, like, like, it's still New York City. Like, you have to really keep blinders on to not have, like, an ex- – to only have your experience. You know, and maybe that's all, look, people are interested in experiencing what they want. So if you're closed off, you can make your world as small as you want. I personally want to learn and experience about all types of people. So I'm always down to explore, you know, but I do think that maybe I'm going on too long and I hope I don't get like a spanking from Leah. No. Um, You keep saying no, but. (laughs) But you're not really saying um, anything. But, you know, I think right now in the climate of the world, I think understanding non-judgment and having open conversation is really important. And I don't think, I think like the humor of them not knowing anything about New York City, not like, you know, I think maybe they should look into it. Maybe they should take a walk. Seriously. You know? Take a walk down Fifth Avenue. Go all the way down. See all the types of people. You know, there's a lot of fucking awesome shit out there. And it's not just, like, in your little bubble of your 50, 49 friends. I mean, that's the joy of living in New York, you know? Exactly. I mean, that's why people move there, you know? But I don't know where they're all from if they grew up there or what. So there's also that difference, you know? Yeah. But they've lived here for a really long time. Yeah, totally, totally. But I'm just saying, like, you know, look, New York City has become a place where it's suburbia has moved into New York City to have an urban experience, but with the suburban safety, um, which right now is not happening. And I think for good cause, in a sense. Yeah. You know? Have you hung out with that whole group again, like in a closed setting? Um, while they were shooting, because I'm like, in a, I hung out with like Luann one night and then at my sister, like, then while filming, but only really Tinsley and then Luann separately. But other than that, I've like spoke me and Elise, like my sister FaceTimes with Elise a lot. Yeah. I like Elise. Um, I like Elise but, too. But yeah, like, you know. Have you spoken at Tinsley since she moved to Chicago? Like, are you guys still close with her? Just, just, I mean, Leah's probably closer. Just like congratulations about, you know, getting what she wanted. And, like, I hope the best for her. I think it's, like, weird, like, the weird energy around Tinsley and her private life. And, you know, I guess, like, what are you going to do? You can't, like, 
the show's not about like, oh my God, I love you so much. I love you. You're so great. Like no one would want to watch that. But I do think that there's some camaraderie with the women and they do protect each other in a way. Um, besides, I think Ramona. I mean, Ramona brought Elise on and then like just dumped her quick. I think Ramona is very um, insecure person. And I also think uh, like there's maybe like, I don't know. I think in the last episode, she just, just said my sister was bipolar or something. So I'm going to, since she's coming up with diagnoses, I think she has, she is like an extreme narcissist with like a touch of wet brain, you know? And do you think the whole thing with Elise is like jealousy? Like she brought Elise in and now here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who brings your, who brings your friend in? And then when they start doing well, or you just don't, that's a control thing. Or you don't like that. Like you don't have exact control over them. You want them out. That's not what like bringing a friend into a group is. And that's what I always say with my, even with my friends, with just girlfriends in general or I'm a person, if I connect to you with a friend of mine, you don't need to go through me to let me know every, now you're, you guys have your own friendship and I don't need to know anything, you know, that's what, but I think that is a little bit of a struggle for, I think women, especially is like, if they connect you, they want like the credit for connecting you and they have to be involved and then you can't, and this, and this is probably why I don't have like a giant click of girls I hang out with. I have, you know hang out with lots of types of people. They're not females my age, you know? Totally. Are you shocked at like now the other aspect of the show? Like, you know, the show airs on like all the social media. Like, you know, there's like, look at all the things that are playing out on social media every day. Like involving everyone. I think that's the funny part. I feel like it's almost like the artistic part um, of this, like, I think that it makes people laugh and it's like whoever makes them it's pretty fucking funny and um it's like another show I like that it's like a whole nother show yeah I guess you know but yeah I think I think that's a part of what it is you know I think the I think that's actually the show sometimes I get a lot of my information from Instagram because I don't like at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. on Thursdays, sometimes I'm just not like there to watch a show. Yeah. Um, so I get the important parts through Instagram a lot. Have you gotten a lot of like, what about your own Instagram? Have people like, have you gotten like more followers? Have you gotten a lot of love? Because people could be awful on Instagram. No, I've gotten mostly like love and like asking me, you know, where I got something from or like, it, and of course, all of it, I'm like, you know, like, I'm not good with that stuff. I'm like, oh, that chain is, like, my fiance's dad's chain, so I don't know where to get it. You know, like, I'll get questions like that. I also get, like, a lot of people were very upset with how they treated me, and they were like, I felt so bad for you, and a part of me was like, oh, my God, don't feel bad for me. Like, right. if anything, like, feel bad for them. I was like, for me, that's a disgrace. Like, I, I was like, oh, like, okay, I'm fine. I'm clean. My side of the street was clean that night. Yeah. For the most part, right? I can't remember. Yeah, no. I mean, you know, I could see where they would be embarrassed watching that. That. I mean, I don't think are. they are. I don't think Dude, so. No, they're probably that little weird demon. They're like <laughs> that little what? weird demon. 
why was she there and why did Leah bring someone? Yeah, yeah I was asking myself the same question. Had but you, I had so much fun after, like... You did. Like, it was all good. Like, I loved Tinsley. I loved hanging out with my sister. It was beautiful. Um, my um, stepdaughter lives in Rhode Island, in Providence. So I actually had to go the next week, and I was, like, traumatized. I'm like, I don't want to go to Rhode Island again. I was just like, we're not going to Newport. We're going to Providence. Calm down. <laughs> You're like, I never want to go to that state again. And who would think in Rhode Island? It's such a nice, like quaint, quiet state. Yeah, I know. Well, I think Newport, you know, interesting place. Like, Not my top choice to live in. I could see that. I could see that. It is Providence is amazing. It is. It's so cute. It's so easy to get, because I, I, like, don't drive either. So, like, that, like, Amtrak from New York to Providence is, like, the Amtrak yeah. is the best thing in the world. It's, like, so comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a license, yeah. but I'm afraid to drive, so... I was actually thinking of trying to learn how to drive this summer, possibly. I've never gotten my license. I failed once in LA and I've had this fear, but I do think that there's like this independence of just like, get because I love being in a car and I love like me and Russ have taken cross country road trips. I'm a good navigator. I like pull my weight, but like, I feel like being in a car cruising alone. Oh, I want to feel that. In theory, I'd like to feel that too, but it's so, I mean, I have a license. Anxiety it's just, ridden. Yeah, like on a highway and like merging with traffic and stuff. Like I just, I couldn't like. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I mean, I've dude, I've had drivers take the wheel over. Like that's why I don't have my license. Maybe some people shouldn't. A lot of probably people shouldn't and they do have their license, you know? Yeah. Maybe we're actually being like thoughtful citizens because like Seriously. I am like really like my thought process like I think like I don't know if I could people say it's muscle memory but I think you also have to be mindful of the road right and I don't think I can like I, I don't think I could there's so many things to look for this way that way right. pedestrians cars bikers right. like like there's know. so things could like jump out at you someone could like swerve into the lane like there's just so I mean yeah it's and my mom when she moved to Connecticut she, she didn't drive and she was and she was a very anxious driver and she moved in her 40s here and you know what she learned how to drive and she drives all over now so I'm like then thinking about that and kind of channeling that and being like maybe I should try to learn and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but if she can do it I can do it and like well like if you're in Connecticut like you know in a smaller town that's a that's a good place like I would almost feel maybe comfortable on the back roads of Connecticut but highways and like no i i tried it i don't know i feel like it's hard i need like a i need like a i need like a a driving school with a driving teacher and then like an emotional support person in the back like massaging my like neck or something just to like be like I, just I need, relax i need like a t i need like a team of people i think in the car to be like you're okay you're not going to kill anyone Doing, gonna, you know doing it in new york is actually easier than you think because like they take you to like the meat packing and like you drive at like 10 a.m in the meat like you just go to like those cobblestone streets when, yeah like it's so totally so you like when totally. you do it and you're in the car and you're learning in new york it's actually not right. scary right 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 totally but then eventually like I'm the driving school i did myself. was on like 14th street and then like i had to drive back there at the end of each lesson i'm like i'm not driving on 14th street now i'm like up 
up an yeah, avenue. Well, like that's too much. Like I had to go up eight that. And then like eventually you're like, all right, this isn't as bad as I thought it was, but it's still scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tried driving. I had a driving teacher like in whatever in LA, but then I moved to Malibu and got one and they were bringing me on a PCH, which is one of the most dangerous highways. And I mean, we would only go a little bit to turn onto a Canyon, but it was a can. I was like, Oh my God, I'm never like, this is just, but I've had my, I've had like probably 10 permits. Like I can take the, like the written test, get the permit and it's only good for a year. Um, what was, do you think you're going to live in New York forever? Um, my fiance has a house in Silver Lake. And so we don't know. I don't think I could live in LA. I would, I want to buy property in Joshua Tree in the next year. But also, I don't think uh, Russ would want us living in Joshua Tree year round. Um, so we have a few years. I, I think we're always going to be home base, we'll be in New York. And we will figure out like months to go to the West Coast or whatnot. Speaking of New York, tell me about the joys of Spa 88. Oh my God, Spa 88 is amazing. I mean, it's not, I know people in like New Yorkers, New Yorkers are like, dude, like 10th Street bathhouses, house, that's where it's at, blah, 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 which I get, like that's where Russ will go. But I like Spa 88 because it's, still the same Russian kind of steam heat but there's like where me and my sister were talking there's a jacuzzi there's a pool there's also a lounge area where they bring you can order juice and food and you can really like chill there the whole day I think it's awesome yeah no it's not when you go there you're not going to like the four seasons spa that's another kind of a thing which is also great when you go there it's for like it's like a girl's like it's like getting a coffee with some self-care involved, you know? How is the food? Like, the food's actually good? Yeah, it's great. It's like Russian food. They have great Russian food. Um, great. I, I mean, I always do the Disney, um, but they have amazing, like, pierogies and borscht and, I don't know, like, stuffed cabbage. And, and you can stay there, like, technically all day. And, there's all, and then there's also a room where you can go and, like, smoke cigarettes. And like people like smoke whatever they want in there, well, not crack or anything, but you know, it's it's a very free place. And, um, and that's how so it seems. Yeah, and so it's great. Like you don't have to leave there. And on, I mean, for me, on a winter day when it's a snowstorm, it's the best time to go. It's so awesome. Um, I can I picture love it. that. Yeah, you get out and you're like all steamed and like the cold air. You feel hot inside. You guys have kind of, like, put them on the map. I mean, like, as far as, you know, some exposure. Yeah, I know. I hope, like, we get, like, a free pass. I mean, there's honestly so cheap that, like, I don't even want to do... Like, it's 40 bucks, and you could stay there the whole fucking day. Wow. So, and I feel like right now businesses... But, I mean, I will take, like... I'm I'll just saying. It. I'm just saying, yeah, like... Leah really put them on the map, totally. For real. So, I mean, it looks like a fun place. What are your... We'll what, go together. I am. I live in Chelsea, so it's not that far. It's on Fulton Street, right? I'm in the East Village. Yeah, it's on Fulton Street. I'm moving to the East Village in September. Oh, so really? we'll just, Wow. Yeah, so we'll just do a little walk I'm, down. We'll, we'll, we'll walk. We'll see all of New York City. I am like, right, speaking of walks, no, I am all about walking everywhere possible these days because, like... Me too. I walk over the bridge. I walk... 
walk. I've always been like that. If I don't have anywhere to go, because I used to run around to castings. And if I had like, castings would always be set up. You got like one at 9 a.m., one at two. So I just always just mosey my way back and forth. Like if I can avoid taking the train even before COVID, I just enjoy walking with my music. Me too. I mean, it's not like the suburbs. Yeah, and like you pass things, so you see so much when you're walking. You're like, if you walk the same period of time in the suburbs, you'd be bored to tears. Oh my God, I can't walk around here. What am I going to see, a tree? Right, but then you're not. But I'm the same way, like, I, I won't walk just for the sake of walking, but if I have somewhere to go and I have, like, time to kill, I'm like, I'd rather just walk. Totally, and also I have, like, a New York City pace. And, like, people oh. are always like, Sarah, why are you walking so fast? You, you know, and I will go together. Anywhere. I walk we'll get down, so we'll get fast. down there in 10 minutes. I walk, like, yes. It's one of me and Russ's biggest issues because he really walks, like, like, really. like, he's just relaxed. And I'm, like, like, point A to point B, even if I'm not rushing. Me too. And I walk like people drive. Like I will like maneuver in and out of people. Like I don't stop. So it's like. Oh, me too. Me too. And there's a lot of like street etiquette that people don't understand. Like if you're going to use your phone, move over. If you're going to like move over, you know, totally. don't, come on. Even with a baby, I'm understanding. Like I, just because I have a stroller, I don't think I take up the sidewalk. I move over. If I got to do something like people with strollers think like I have a kid. You will, Don't take up the whole block. Seriously. No, I'm like a fast, like, I'm just like. I don't have time for that. And I also don't like to stop. So like if I'm going like downtown and then I have to go east and like the downtown, it's a red light and I can't go, like I'll. Oh like, yeah. You keep oh, going. Perfect. Yeah. We leave. There's no, there should be no stopping on your walk. You just either go it's down or It's not necessary. Or yeah, it's, it's not. not necessary. Until you okay. get to that point. We'll, we'll we go. We can take a walk together because I can't really walk with most people without them like. Can you slow down? I'll anything to get out. I walk ahead like, of them. Me too. Like it's well, when people come to visit, it's the worst. I'm just like, you start and I'll I'll leave like 15 minutes later, 20 minutes later, and I'll catch up. Yeah, I'll be there before you. Totally. Sorry, I'm getting bug bites out here. No, that's fine. What do your parents say about like they were on TV, like you guys? Do do they watch it? Yeah, of course. Um you know, I think my dad thinks it's hysterical. Um, I think, you know, my mom's gotten, like, the short end of the stick. Uh, and, like, just to preface, like, my mom has a lot, like, we come from, like, a family of, like, females with really strong opinions, all of us. So this is why we clash at times. And, like, you know, I was, whatever, like, repeating a conversation in this past episode about what my mom was telling me. Um, and like, I like sometimes will look at the comments and say, oh my God, your mom is terrible. And I'm like, oh my God, no, first of all, she's fucking not. She's had to deal with both of us. We just don't sometimes like her opinions and she's not going to just like sugarcoat it and be like, you're doing great. Just keep doing what you're doing. She's real. And that's why we fight with her. And that's why we love her so much. And so like, my mom's fucking amazing. She's a social worker. She's given her whole life to actually helping people. And like, not in a like, a guru way where like they're like give me three hundred dollars and I will like you know my mom is was born to help people and like right. growing up in the city I remember her stopping with you know a blind you know 
I remember a blind homeless person lost from a shelter and her, I saw that from my mom, her taking the time to walk into the shelter and like that who, that's who my mom is just naturally, you know? And so we give her a lot of shit, but like my mom, you know, and she has strong opinions about us. We're her daughters. Um, But my mom is like legit, like, like you don't really find them like my mom. You know, she does things and no one knows them and she doesn't want anything in return. And it's like, so that's rare. And so that's why I'm saying that because, you know, she would never, but and you we have give her to a hard time. Everyone's unsolicited opinions on the internet, of course. Totally. Your mom is terrible. You're just a narcissist. Get away from her. You're like, thank you, next. Yeah, no but comment. Th- that's good that the comments don't, bother you you know because some people it takes a minute to adjust to that oh my god no I think they're so funny like I think I comment on once with like my mom because like it was just the wrong moment I was dealing with other stuff totally. I was like, my mom's amazing I'm an asshole but like other than that like if it's about me I think it's like hysterical like these sisters got crazy eyes I'm like I know I do like thank <laughs> like, you yeah like the comments don't bother like I think it's fucking so hysterical I'm telling you, being called a demon child or whatever you said, I think that's a compliment. That was like, I thought so too. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I would love I, if I, someone called me a demon. I love it. I know. It was, I, I was like, oh my God, that's like the nicest thing anyone's ever said. I wish like I had heard them better. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, just like, I'm going to have to go back and like rewatch the episode now. You know? Well, we definitely need to go to Spa 88 together. I am all I about it. I would love to. The next time you're like back when in the city. When they're open. I don't even I know if they're open right now. We'll they're find probably out. We'll not. find out. Hopefully soon. Soon. We'll soon. What are your plans for the rest of quarantine? Are you going to be in Connecticut or like back and forth? No, I'll be back and forth because we're, we're probably going to be moving. Um, so I think the month of August, we're going to be dealing with like logistical stuff. Um, That's a good month to move. Yeah, yeah. So September 1st, we have a clean slate and shit. That's a good month. Is there anything else you want to leave us with? Anything you feel you want to say, get off your chest? Anything we didn't cover? Could be anything at all. I always like to give people like a, what what didn't I cover time? I mean, I think right now we're living, I think people see too black and white. And I think everyone needs to get in the gray. And this isn't even about reality TV. I think people need to be having more conversations and discussions and less arguments about what's right and what's wrong because we don't really, also a lot of us, most of us don't know what's going on in a lot of ways. And so people are scared. And so have conversation that makes you uncomfortable and like be more like open-minded, stay in the, I always tell myself, like, kid thinking is black and white, right? When a kid, that's a tantrum. It's black or white. Being, evolving is staying in that gray. I know that's kind of abstract, but. No, I I totally say that all the time. I totally get it. I just think in this moment, like, like, stay in the gray, help your community in whatever format that is. If it's keeping a door open, if it's smiling at someone, if it's doing something bigger, contributing, and, um, you know, like, we're all in this kind of together. And my mom and me do do, like, a mental health for free uh, check-in that's on Zoom. So if anyone, yeah, and we have, like, 
we started in the beginning of the pandemic and I moderate, my mom is like the actual like licensed therapist and, you know, hearing everyone's story, it's like, we don't realize everyone's situation and you don't know what's behind all of this stuff. So, you know, it's easy to make blatant like blanket statements about people. I do it, all of this stuff, but you know, I think mental health right now is a big fucking thing. I think no one's actually had to sit with themselves and think and sit still. And it's hard. It's been hard for me. And it's, I know it's hard for a lot of people. So be kind and have more stay in the gray. Stay in the gray. I, I love, I, I totally get it. And like, you know, maybe listening to someone else's opinion, like there's no really right sometimes. It's like you have your opinion, someone else has their opinion. You just got to listen to someone sometimes. Sometimes you just have to listen and you don't have to fight every, you know, you don't have to debate. Sometimes listen, listen where, more. Where does your mom do the, where do you, where can people find these Zooms? I put a link up on my stories and on my feed. Okay. So I, and I send a, they send me an email and I put them on an email chain and, it, and then it happens on Fridays at 3 p.m. That's and awesome. It's, it's for free and it's just a mental health check-in. It's not anything, it could be, people check in about whatever the fuck's going on with them. That's awesome. Oh my I God. love that. I swear too much. Filthy mouth. I'm sorry. I have the worst mouth. You have no idea. Like, just... You can control it, at least. It, it, not <laughs> all the time. Trust me. Like, I'm just like, somehow today I'm being good. Um, and where can everyone find you then on social media? I on only have Instagram. That's and all you need. it's at Lil McSweeney, which is L-I-L McSweeney. I love it. came up a long time ago, and it's not about being little. It's whatever. Anyway, people think my name's Lily because of it, but Lil McSweeney. And it's not about being Leah's little sister and that, that she's on The Real Housewives of New York. Yeah, no. So I might actually have to change it. Because I would think that's what people would think. Like, this is I your... know, but it's... Yeah, no, it's not. It's just like a term of endearment. Like everyone called me McSweeney. Like, yeah, but. And I'm sure people tell you that like, besides looks like you and Leah literally sound the exact same. I'm sure you've been told that like, as far as a voice. Voice and mannerisms. I think that's how we actually people, like people either think we look like twins or nothing alike and the brown and blonde hair, but we look and we talk the same mannerism the voice is like so uncanny like yeah and like i know stick. we can be like prank calls seriously seriously i like it i know i know I, so all right so you need to keep in touch i love you dearly it was so nice meeting you it was nice like, meeting you like we we're new friends i hope i didn't like get anyone in trouble i no i don't think you did for real that wasn't my intention you need to tell leah i said hi I will. You know, um, I think you were, I think you are, you didn't, you know, you just spoke your truth and really it's not as bad as 90% of the other people that stepped here to sit down yeah. and talk to me. I'm protecting my sister too, you know? I get it. I get it. Cause you know how it is. Anything that one says ends up everywhere. And that's a whole nother story, which I could get into with you. Like, that's yeah, I just know, a whole other story. That we actually can't, unfortunately. I know. That's but it's a great story. But off air, we'll talk about things. Got squashed. So, yeah. all right, keep in touch. Text me, for real. Yes, I will. Okay. And thank you for having me. Thank so you fun. for coming. I love you dearly. I love you too. Spa right. 88. Spa 88, it's the best. We're on. We have a date. We do. 
All right, I'll see you later. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.